Hi, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Sharings with Shama. Um, to record a podcast is super easy. It's really, really easy when you when you know how to do it. The technical part is is just the mic and my phone and an app that is a recorder and a pair of headphones. So it's really, really easy and and it's also maybe one of the most difficult things that I have taken on and and at times like today I wonder why do I do this? I mean why do I do this even and and today I've decided to to share about to share about depression and I am sharing about it from inside of it. Uh, I can't say I'm in the full blow of it. I am on my way out. But I thought I I thought I record this episode before I'm good again because I think it's important to to tell to tell both those of you who know who knows how it is, and also for those of you who have absolutely no idea what it's like. And um, it's not many years ago, I did not know what depression was. I was totally unaware that that was something I was suffering from. And uh, until five years ago, I thought that depression was something, you know, that people got and then they lay down for months, you know, in a dark room and they refused to get up of bed. I didn't understand that you could be depressed but still functioning. You could still, you could be depressed and still, you know, run a company, take kids to daycare and activities, make food, uh, meet the husband, get married, you know, have a normal life and you could still be depressed. I had no idea that it could be like that until five years ago when I got uh, medication for the first time in my life. I uh, got to eat antidepressants for one year and a half and after like a month of these pills, I woke up in the morning feeling okay. And the next morning I woke up feeling okay. And when I say feeling okay, I mean I woke up feeling okay. You know, I wake up in the morning, I I pull up the curtains and I just like, okay, this is a good day. And also it's a good day to be me in my life. And uh, nothing special had happened. And I realized, I was talking to a friend the other day, I realized that I think that that one of the reasons why I have, uh, you know, been involved in in new relationships and having all these children and, uh, you know, been an inventor and creative and doing always new projects and moving and new apartments and it is because it adds something new to my life and it adds some excitement, some adrenaline, some, you know, positive energy. And I realized that this time, five years ago, I woke up without, you know, something exterior exterior happening to me. I just woke up feeling good. 
And I remember I was thinking like, wow, is this what normal people have? Is this how normal people live their life? That they just woke up, wake up happy. They don't wake up, you know, in a lower mood feeling that they're not, you know, the best person to be. And I just felt it's so unfair. And I felt, thank you for showing me this. <clears throat> and then one year and a half after that, I stopped drinking alcohol and I felt that something radically changed in me. And I realized that the alcohol, even though I didn't drink, you know, too much, that much, it's just this one, two glasses of wine actually made me hungover, made me anxious. And when I removed that, I felt my mood elevated. So one day I just stopped taking those medicines. You know, I just stopped taking the pills. And I've been free of them for three and a half years. And uh, I've been living super, super well, super healthy. No alcohol, no sugar, no candy, no only good food. And, you know, I've been a vegan and I... I've been a vegetarian for 10 years and I exercise a lot, I sleep well and I take really good care of my health and and I'm also concerned about my relationships and how I live my life in, in a bigger picture. And I, I had this strong feeling that it's possible to heal, you know, it's possible to be free and to heal and and not be, you know on meds or not be in constant struggle or pain or, or, yeah. Anyhow, I had three and a half years without crisis. And I realized that the last month that I have been free of, you know, I had, I lost many people. Many people have died and I buried many people, I think seven of my close ones. And, uh, there has been a lot of pain and sorrow and so on and crisis and 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 now I had three and a half years without anybody dying, without any separation, without any, you know, real real struggle. <clears throat> and I felt I thought that this was like the new me, that I would be okay. If I only lived healthy, I would be okay. Then a couple of months ago, things happened in my life. Uh, I lost my job and uh, I had a conflict with one of my children and uh, Corona came and I just felt, you know, like three or four, four weeks ago, I spoke to my sister and I said, you know what, it's amazing. I can handle crisis now. And we were both like, yes, it's amazing. And then two weeks ago, I had um, I had dinner with my friends and just had a feeling that I don't know maybe I need to go back on the medicine. I I just have a feeling, and we spoke about it. And then I sold my summer house, and I I finished everything, cleaned it. You know everything was ready for sales, and I slept really really well. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday or Tuesday evening, I just feel it. 
you know, I just feel this feeling of, I can't, it's so difficult to describe, but it's a feeling of, of heaviness, of being pulled back, pulled in, into something, and it comes, for me, it comes really, really fast, it comes like a big, big, big confusion, and then negative thoughts begin to come, like I am a, a loser, that I have no purpose, and I begin to really lose it very, very, very fast. I have, you know, my self-consciousness, uh, self-confidence drops. I slept super bad that night, and I really, really felt like, okay, uh, I began to worry about the future. It was just during a couple of hours, but I had felt it days before, you know, I slept like nine hours, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then Tuesday evening, I felt something is, is really, really off, and I spoke to my friend, and I said, I feel really, really concerned, super, super concerned, and I'm going to start to take the medicine now, so I took a pill, and I went to bed, and I woke up the next morning, feeling this feeling of, uh, what's the point? Why, why am I here? Why, why should I rise? Why did I even wake up? And this is the day when I'm actually going to the real estate agent, you know, signing off the deal, getting the money in my bank account, handing over the keys... It's supposed to be a day for celebration. I have booked a lunch after this with a friend to celebrate. She also sold her house. We were going to have a lunch celebration. And I get on my bike at 11. I bike all across the town. And I go into this meeting. And I sit there and I can't communicate. I can't speak to the people. I really feel like I have a big, big, big problem in saying sentences. I feel as I, I am behind like a glass wall. And they are socializing, chatting, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I need to do something. I forgot to put on the airplane mode. Okay, sorry about that. That was not perfect. Um, I had to actually... It's not that easy to record a podcast. I had to stop in the middle because I got like a phone call and I forgot to put on airplane mode. But So everything stopped. Okay, anyhow, I'm sitting there in this meeting and I can't socialize. And I recognize this feeling so well. This inability to, to speak to other people feeling like I'm, I'm, I, I'm nobody, like I'm invisible, and it's, it's the worst. Can you hear Henry snoring? <sighs> I just want you to know I'm not okay right now. I'm still in this 
behind this glass wall. It's not as thick as it was last week, but it's still not, it's still not like, it's still there. And I go down to, I go down to, this is, this is one of the things, the confusion, you know, the, the inability to hold the thread, the inability to communicate, to listen to people, to, to, you know, make myself understood. That's part of it. Anyhow, I take my bike after this, and I take my bike, and I take it down to the restaurant, and I meet my friend Miriam, and, uh, and we sit down, and we order food, and, and then I just tell her, and I tell her as it is, and I tell her that now it's beginning. Now I am going down. And I tell her exactly how terrifying it is. I tell her all my thoughts. I tell her everything that is inside of me. Because a couple of weeks before she asked, how is it when you don't want to live? How does it feel? And I said, I can't tell because I can't relate. But now I just felt like... Okay, you want to know what it feels like. And I told her that life is slowly leaving. It's just, it's just like the, the joy of life is no longer there. You wake up and the movie is cut off. And you don't know where to continue. Because you don't know the path and you don't know where you're going. And you don't know why you're there. And... Uh, and it's just such a paralyzing feeling. And I, I told her I began to take the meds and they worked the last time. And I'm really grateful that I know that they worked. So I'm going to take them now and I'm going to do all I can to not go further down, to really, to really stay here. And, uh, and I'm super scared. I cry a lot um, because I am, for those of you who have committed suicide, the feeling of it and, and knowing that that is like where you're going is terrifying. And, and the statistics are terrifying. And, and you know you've been on the road before and you know it's not easy to get out of if you even can. And I'm, I'm just saying to her that I'm going to do everything I can to really, I'm going to be super honest, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell my other friends exactly where I'm at. I'm going to ask for help and I'm going to do all the good things I can. And I'm just going to surrender to this medicine and pray that it works. And uh, we finish our lunch and I go home and I'm totally exhausted. There's really like, there is no energy in my body. There is nothing there. So I just like drop down on the sofa with my dog Henry. I cry a bit in his fur. And then I put on the series on the not Netflix, something else, like a French spy, something that was recommended by a friend. And I watched that. I watched that from like 2, two o'clock until 8. And then I go to bed. 
And I pray that I'm going to wake up happier next morning. I can't sleep. My sleep is so disturbed, so disturbed. And the fear and the worries and, you know, the, all the negative thoughts, they are just like spinning, 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 spinning. Eventually I fall asleep, I wake up at three and then I, I'm awake a couple of hours and I fall asleep again and wake up at 6.30 or something. And it's not better, it's, it's worse. And then I know I have another day of, uh, of this kind of fight against the darkness to not be swallowed. And I just jump up, I take one of the pills again, like the second day. I go out, take my dog, I run with him, I force myself to run with him, I come back, eat breakfast, I, after breakfast I begin to, to freeze, I am so cold, I think that's a side effect of the medicine, I get so cold so I jump into a bath and I lie there for maybe 30 minutes and then my daughter, she texts me and she says, Mom, I'm going to the gym, you want to join? And I just feel, okay, going to the gym with my daughter, that's a good thing. And I just get out of the bath, it's 10 in the morning, and I put on my, my, my training clothes, you know, and I go to the gym. And I meet her there, and I'm there doing random things for 20 minutes because I can't manage to do any more. And then we take my bike and we go home, we say bye. She's going to her dad's, and I go home, and I just fall flat back in the sofa again. And I'm thinking, okay, rest, that is good. Then I make lunch. There's like, I'm, I'm like a robot, like... I FaceTime with my sister every day. I connect and say, I'm here. I'm okay. I'm okay as okay I can be. Don't worry about me, okay? And we FaceTime and she checks, are you okay? Yes, I am. I am, you know. And I do lunch. It's three o'clock. I'm totally random, you know, bath, gym, sleep, lunch. And the time and the day is just passing. And the next day is the same. You know, run, Henry, breakfast, bath, gym with my daughter. And then the next day is like, you know, I do things. I go shopping groceries for grandma. I buy bread for my old neighbor, Sonia. I connect with friends. I take a walk with someone. And all the time I'm like, behind this this big glass wall and I get so tired when people are talking and I get so tired of talking I had no energy to text anyone I can't communicate to update something on Instagram would be like what why would I do that I mean sorry what's the fucking point of Instagram I went to a Pilates class and what I was lying there for one hour thinking, what's, what's the point of Pilates? I don't get it. And I realized that all these things that I haven't gotten, you know, I haven't understood in my whole life, 
all these social activities, all these, you know, following people, all these gatherings and things and so on. And I don't understand it. And I understand that, okay, it's because you are acting out of a depression. A depression doesn't have to be this big, big, dark black hole. It can be a, a kind of mellow, like a, like a dark blanket over a whole life without you knowing it. And I feel like I'm, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to accept it. I'm not going to do that. And I keep taking my medicine. I take it one, one at a time, one day at a time. And yesterday was like the sixth, sixth day with the medicine. And uh, I know it takes weeks for it to work. But I think for me to just know that they are going to work is enough. That's enough for me to not sink any lower. And yesterday, my dear friend Miriam, she, she took me to a, a, a spa. It's like a, a gym, a special, like a club. And uh, we were there. We spent the whole day there. And at the end of the day, we went to the Turkish uh, like sauna. And we sat there in the hot, hot, hot steam sauna. And I just felt like this heat. It was so hot you could hardly breathe. And I felt this heat really got into my skeleton. And I looked her, at her and I said, Miriam, do you know what? This is good. This is good. Steam sauna, that is good. And then we went into the cold water and I just looked at her and said, do you know what? Ice cold water, that is also good. And we had a cup of tea, and I'm like, that is also good. And I just felt like so grateful for all the good things that I could take. I could do one good thing at a time. And I realized that this whole six days I've been doing that, running with Henry in the morning, that's a good thing. Having a good breakfast, that's a good thing. Buying groceries for grandma, that's a good thing. Sleep. That's a good thing. And I've been going from like one good thing to next good thing to next good thing. And I just realized that you have some kind of protocol that is actually working. It's not just the medicine. There is something in you that is actually doing one good thing at the time instead of before one bad thing at the time. Before, I have not been able to, to kind of turn a real dark point. And I'm not saying that I'm out of it because I'm not. But I feel that I am at the, you know, at least it's turning. It's turning. Today is day seven of the med med medicine and I... I feel totally, I'm still so confused. I do things very randomly. I can't have a long, long conversation because I lose my thread. And uh, if I do one thing today, I went to the pharmacy for, for grandma. She needed some something. And she lives across the town. And I went there and I was gone for one hour and a half. And when I return home, I'm exhausted. And that's okay. And I'm thinking like, okay, 
rest now. That's that's a good thing. And then I decided record a podcast inside depression. That's a good thing. Because there are people that are just like you. And there are people who are not like you at all and who have no idea what it's like. And I can say, for those of you who follow me, you know I'm not pro-medication. That's not my... I really feel like I'm not a fanatic in any sense. I don't think that, you know, meditation is the way or food is the way or exercise is the way or medicine is the way. And I realize that there is no one way that can fix this for me. I have been eating healthy for so many years. I have been exercising for so many years. I've slept well for years until this week. You know, I have been very careful when it comes to relationships and not engaging in too difficult ones. You know, I've really been taking good, good care of what I can. And I just realized I can't exercise myself out of this. I can't eat myself out of this. I can't supplement myself out of this. Actually, I am helpless when it comes to the condition I am in right now. I am helpless. I called, actually, I called the doctor because the medicine I had, I had still had tablets, you know, from from three and a half years ago. And my sister said, but maybe they are like, they expired 2018. Are they still valid? And I said, I, honestly, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to take them. And and then I called the doctor the day after I took my first pill and I asked if they could renew my, my prescription. And they say, no, we can't. It's too old. And I'm like, okay, can I get a, an appointment, please? Uh, I feel it's very, very urgent. And they said, no, we can't. Uh, there, there are no appointments this week. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? Uh, I'm sorry, but I can't help you, but I can put you up for a phone call uh, next week. And I'm like, okay, if I was suicidal right now, would I manage the night? Would I, like, you know, be alive? And I'm thinking, okay... I'm going to take I'm going to take that medicine that I have. I'm not going to I'm not going to jeopardize my life. And I was really like, okay, what about all the people who don't have any experience that actually medicine might work for me? What about all these people who are just kind of lost in administration or lost between chairs or don't have the energy I I am positive that if I would have let this slide for a couple of days, I would not have had the capacity to contact anyone. This is also a thing. For all of you who recognize yourself in me, the way to communicate with people, how to communicate, to send a text, or to pick up the phone when someone is calling... Why is it so difficult? I I have no I have no explanation why. I can just confirm it is. 
somehow it's like the energy needed, you know, to, to answer a phone call or to, to send a text. I don't know why, why it's so impossible, but it is. So I, I have like on Instagram, I have some people reached out to me and I, one dear friend, she knows me and she said, if you're okay, send me a, a little green heart. And that's, that's what we can do. We can begin to have like a language with the people we're close with to really communicate that if I'm okay, I send you a yellow heart. If I'm not okay, I send you a black heart. Because it's so important for me, when I wake up in the morning and I get up, I send a text to my close ones and I said, hey, it's me, I'm up, I'm okay. And a little heart. Because then they can relax and they can go on with their life. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I feel it's for me, it's really, really important to do good things. And one good thing that's really like to send a, a text to my sisters, I'm okay. To send a text to my friends, I'm okay. It's important for me to mobilize that energy and to really feel I need to continue to do good things. Because this is also when you're depressed, it's so easy to become a martyr. It's so easy to become a victim. It's so easy to slide down into that black hole. The thoughts, this is something I really want to talk about. The thoughts, the negative thoughts. What for me comes before the depression is like the negative thoughts the negative thoughts about me, about where I'm at, who I am, my self-value, my self-worth is dropping so low. I'm beginning to feel anxious, I worry, I, my sleep pattern is disturbed and there are so many signs of warning here and I noted them. And I can tell you one thing, that the medicine is doing and I don't care if it's artificial or if it's real. They give me back my peace. They give me back silence in my head and they give me back self-confidence. With those three, you know, peace, no thoughts and self-confidence. That's what I need to live. That's what I need to survive. And if I don't have those three, if I have instead worry and anxiety, super low self-esteem, you know, and um, I'm not at peace, everything is like chaos, then for a depressed person, it's going down. And the medicine for me gives me the feeling that I'm okay. And I don't care if it's artificial or if it's real. And honestly, I was thinking the other day that self-confidence, I think that's chemistry. I don't think you can, a depressed person cannot meditate, do yoga, self-affirmations, read self-help books and get well. 
we need more, you know, we need much, much, much more. And I can just say that for me, I'm so grateful that I decided at the beginning, I felt it was really like, a, a, what do you say, a defeat? Like, it was not a good thing to surrender to take the medicine. And now, here, after seven days, I feel that I got myself back a little. I can sit here and talk to you. Uh, I think tomorrow is going to be a, an even better day. Um, my thoughts are, are not... It's quiet in my head. I have peace. I'm still very confused. I'm still very tired. I still have no energy to communicate in a in a proper way. Um, I'm very unfocused and random. You know, there are very, you know, scattered things happening. But at least my being is okay again. And to know this, that this is how it is. I'm going to take the medicine now. I don't know for how long. Most likely until the, what shall I say, the aftermaths of this crisis has passed. Most likely until I really feel that my life is stable again. That I feel like I, I have kind of, you know, yeah, to be in a crisis... It's just to realize that my system, my my genes, my genetical uh, composition, and it is no good at handling crisis. There is a Swedish um, specialist in female female brain and female hormone, and she says that some people just don't have one hundred percent of serotonin in their bodies. We're just different. Maybe when we are, when we are okay, you know, when we our life is good and normal, we have maybe seventy percent full, but that's all we get. We never get one hundred percent full, which means that our mood is a bit lower f- to start with. And if a crisis happens, the serotonin level drops. It's like really like an opening of a funnel, and it just pours out. And the body can't reproduce enough to keep the level at 70%. So we may go down to 30% and then shit happens. And she explained that to me so well. And I've been taking this um, 5-HTP for, for a month now. It doesn't work. It's not like most likely it doesn't work. Most likely it does work. Most likely it kept me float for many many weeks but it didn't it didn't do the trick you know so now what i am doing my plan right now is just to take the medicine and to continue with my life one day at a time to continue to be authentic and be myself not cover up not, you know, fake or pretend. Because I think it's important. I think it's important to to really say that this is like 
I'm thinking, what's the good, what's the good part about being me? What's the really good part about being, having this, this, you know, it's not a disorder, it's not a diagnose, it's just like a um, kind of a lack, you know, that I just can't handle crisis. And when a crisis happens, it's very easy for me to enter into a depression. And from that stage, it's very fast down to suicidal thoughts. And it's such a negative path. And I'm thinking, what's the good behind it? There's always, there's always something good in every kind of bad. There's always something good. And I guess... I guess the good the good thing is that I'm talking about it. I guess the good thing is that I'm here. I guess the good thing is that I'm fighting the statistics. Do you know that if you try to commit suicide twice or more, with 100% certainty you die from suicide? That's your cause of death. So that's the statistics. And I have really decided I'm not going to be that. I I just don't want to be that and I don't want you to be that either. And I really feel that there is so much needed to be done and to do something is really like we need to share and I need to share that actually something this time is working. This time I did something different. I did two things different. I had the experience that medicine could help me, so I took them, and I took them at the first signs of depression. I did not wait a week or two. And the second thing I did was that I developed this protocol that I did what was good for me. To walk my dog, that's a good thing. To take a bath, that is a good thing. To eat uh, sprouts, that's a good thing. You know, to to sleep at eight, that's a good thing. Uh, to take my supplements, that's a good thing. To have a bath, again, the same day, you know. I went to the gym and then I went running one day because that's a good thing. And to not go into alcohol or, you know, some other escape or candy or, you know, self-harming, destructive behavior. I did nothing of that. And that for me is, is new. And I think that if we can realize that to fight the depression and to realize that we are actually a bunch of people who are not born with a 100% happy mode. And it's not something that is wrong with us as persons or beings. It's just a genetic or, you know, a chemical or some composition that makes it more difficult for us to handle trauma, to handle crisis. And we need more help. And we need to understand how can we get this help and what in what ways does help come? And to understand that it's not it's not just to do yoga. It's not just you go meditate or you go to AA or you do this and that. It's just like we need to take a whole the whole perspective. 
We need to take everything into account and see, okay, this person, this time, I have resources. I have friends. I have a list of friends that is on my resources list. These people, when I go down, I can connect with them. And I have people on a list that says, these people, when you're low and down, don't reach out to them. Because there are people who can help and who are willing to help and who who love us dearly for who we are. And then there are people who are more shallow acquaintances and people who have super difficult experiences with depression and suicide and whatever. So when you reach out to them, what you get back is something you don't want to have. It's a rejection or it's like a little happy smiley, tomorrow is a better day or, you know, uh, or you don't get an answer at all. They ghost you. And I've decided I'm not going to reach out to those people because I know they're going to push, they are not going to push me down. But I know that since they can't handle me being low, I should not reach out to them. And they are not worse friends or, you know, there's nothing. It's just that I know, I know where I have my resources now. And I know where to turn. And the help and support I get is amazing. It's tremendous. It's really like... I shared a post today on Instagram and and the response I got from it. I wish that everyone could have these resources. I wish that we could be resources for one another. And I guess that's that's what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to to just be as I am and say that this is how it is and it it totally sucks. It totally sucks. And I I can never be safe because life is going to continue happening to me. I'm going to continue to end up in crisis because I love too many people. The only way for me to avoid crisis is to to shut down my heart and kind of become an, you know, a loner. But that would kill me too. So I just, it's just as it is. I need to continue to live my life as good as I can. And at times, most likely, this is not the only time when I need to medicate. And I'm really grateful that there is help because I know that my life is worth living I know that I have a purpose I know I have I am part of God's plan I know it it's just not an easy 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 part it's very very interesting it's very very challenging at times it's extremely exciting and fun and there's so much love in my life and there is also so much pain and suffering. And I I really, really feel that there is a way out. And we should not settle. You know, we should not... If we are depressed... I mean, I spent 47 years not knowing I was. I thought it was my personality. 
and to realize that that's not my personality. My personality deep down is a really happy person. It's a really joyous person. And to understand that when crisis happened to me, something is needed. I need like an extra padding. So... Mm. Gonna see if there is like um, something that yeah thinking about all of you who 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 are struggling. I used to be a person who said that I don't believe in medicine. I think I said it maybe a year ago. I was very, you know, self-confident that everyone can heal and everyone can be free. And to be free is to be free of all substances, you know, to just... And, and then I have my, my sisters, my two sisters, they are very pragmatic and they say that, you know what, it's just that if you had diabetes, you would act upon it. If you had cancer, you would act upon it. And now you have this. This is what you, you got in this life lottery, you know, and you act upon it. And uh, I mean, if I don't do it, I risk my life. That's just the hard facts. So, to me, to realize that, and, and it's not worth it, you know, it's not worth to fight not taking the medicine and endure one more day of not wanting to live. You know, one day of that, one day in that glass bubble where you feel like you don't belong anymore and you can't speak and everything just like the whole world just is distorted and you just want to, you know, pull back and disappear. Uh, one day of that, if I can avoid it, I would do it, you know. I would cut off my arm and leg. So I think that... Medicine is, they would not have developed medicine if it, there wasn't a need for it. So I decided to just be grateful. And then I'm thinking that there are many, many cool role models out there. Like, for instance, my favorite show, Homeland, and Carrie Mathison. I mean, she's crazy. And I, at times, I just recognize myself in her. And I just feel like, well, yeah, I could be that. I could be that. So today I am, tomorrow is day eight with the medication. The side effects are there. My jaws become really strange. It's like a really strange feeling in my jaws. I don't know why. One hour, a couple of hours after I take it, I begin to yawn, yawn, you know, I get really super tired and I get 
frozen. And uh, at night when I go to bed, I can't sleep. It's like a buzz in me. And I have very strange sleep. So I feel, I feel the chemicals. I feel the chemistry, you know. And I think, okay, it's working. That's good. Side effects means it's working. That's good. And I am much happier today than I was three days ago. I am. Three days ago, I would not have been able to record this podcast. Okay, so I don't know if I publish it this Friday or if I take something lighter, I don't know. Let's see, let's see. I just wanted to record this while I'm still in it. I just want to to kind of give, and you should know, you should know that this where I am right now, this is depression light. This is like really, really depression light because you're not able to do anything from the deeper part of it. There's like, there's no movement. It's paralyzed. Mm. So, to all of you out there, I think if you feel me, don't be negative to medicine, but don't take it as like one road. I still feel it's so important to keep, stay healthy, to be off drugs and alcohol, to eat good food, uh, not eat sugar, to exercise and to care for yourself and your relationship, you know, with other people and don't be in crisis. Try to avoid crisis as much as possible and also avoid becoming a victim to really try to do good things for you. Like one good thing at a time. For me, it's one good thing at a time, one day at a time. This is going to be okay. I feel not 100% certain, but I feel at least 80% certain that it's going to be okay. Maybe tomorrow I'll feel 85% certain. So, okay. I love you. I, I really feel so, so much gratitude for all of you reaching out to me this, these days for really caring about me, wondering where I'm at and for noticing that I'm gone. And if there's anything I can do right now, today, I'm not in the best shape to support other people. Um, And I will tell when I'm back again, my normal self. But right now I'm just going to keep resting, keep doing good things. Keep having faith, to really have faith, because that is also one thing I lose. This is one thing that depression takes away from me immediately, my faith. I wonder why that is, you know. I think, I was thinking the other day, couldn't I at least have that? 
couldn't I, you let me keep that? But no. And, uh, but today it's back. Today it's back. Send me an email if you want to, or send me a DM. If I don't answer right now, um, I will answer eventually, for sure. And if you're okay with a little, little yellow heart, I can send you a yellow heart. And uh, all of you take care, and take care of each other, and feel into if you can be a resource for other people. This is also one thing. If you feel I can't be a resource for you because you feeling low really scares the shit out of me or I feel I just can't handle it or I fucking hate you when you are like that, then it's better to say that and to really kind of be clear. But if you can be a resource for other people, you know, who really need support, it's also good to tell that I'm here for you. And I'm so grateful for my friends and my sisters. So, so grateful. Because I really feel that this week I've been really, really supported. And I needed that. And I hope that I can give it back. That I can be for you if you need me. Okay, I love you. Wherever you are at, I hope you're well. I hope you're okay. If you don't feel okay, I know you are deep down. And if you need help, reach out. Okay. Peace.